0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched several things this week, starting with Star Wars Visions, which is an anthology of animated episodes that take place in the Star Wars universe. Seven different Japanese anime studios were tapped to produce nine different short stories, and they are not canon, which is probably important to know if you're a super Star Wars fan and just be aware of that. They're pretty short each, and there are only nine of them. General spoiler alert for those. We don't go too much into detail about any of the episodes in particular, but it would be helpful to have seen them. And then we also watched episodes one and two of Apple TV Plus's Foundation, which is an adaptation of the Isaac Asimov foundational science fiction series. And that follows the waning days of a future galactic empire. Spoilers again. And finally, we watched the movie adaptation of Dear Evan Hansen, which is based on the Broadway musical of the same name. It's about an anxious high schooler whose life is turned upside down when a writing exercise he does for himself ends up in the hands of a grieving couple whose son took his own life. So spoiler alert for that. And also, of course, a bit of a content warning and and trigger warning because we do talk about suicide and anxiety and all those things and then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of follow-up points and without further ado here's we're watching what we watched star wars visions what did
1: you two think i had fun yeah i was not okay
2: as i was not quite as enamored as i hoped i would be but i had fun
1: i was looking forward to it quite a bit and so i Mm -hmm. think that expectation probably played into it okay but i will say that i did enjoy them more than I enjoyed What If. That's a, it feels like a pretty low bar. <laughs>
2: that was like a yeah. man. I enjoy staring at my wall last night more than I enjoyed most of What If. But
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. But if we're going to compare, you know.
2: She's like, well, it was cartoon. better than Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> yeah. Was,
1: yeah. Right, right, Like, I just wanted to say that was like. It's better than Cry Macho. It's better than. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely Cinderella. Better than, I haven't even watched Cry Macho, but I will say it's better than Cry mm-hmm, Macho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I had fun. I don't know. It's not going to be something I run to every week, I guess. I I did not have a good time. I
0: I didn't have a terrible time, but some of them I was like, I really don't like this. And I was curious as to your two reactions because you play more in the sort of extended Star Wars universe than I do. So I was like, maybe I'm missing something and maybe there's just context that I'd be like, oh, cool, this is whoever it may be from this side story represented as this. and, And then upon further investigation, it seems like, no they're all their own thing and I think I was getting too caught up in the world of applying the world of Star Wars that I know to these and I don't think that that was the right approach to it if that makes sense
2: yeah I could see that I I unfortunately I watched them last week which feels like forever ago to me now but I was enjoying but I also unfortunately saw I forgot if it was an interview with the creator or directors of some of them or something but but basically saying that they're not part of the current canon mm-hmm. that's what yeah. and so and so while I think that that is good in some ways <laughs> in other ways I think it it made me enjoy less in that I'm just this weirdo who I can't I, I when there's a franchise like this and it's so big I need everything that I'm doing to be part of the actual story otherwise I have a really hard time
1: yeah I was just a bit disappointed that they're not gonna tie into the stuff we're doing. Honestly, the High Republic stuff is so good. And I was just kind of hoping for a little bit of that, even though no one said they were going to do that.
0: I just, Yeah, I I, I think it was missing the, the wider connective tissue, which I think is our similar issue or was our similar issue with What If? And I keep seeing progressively more positive reviews of certain episodes of What If? I'm like, did we just abandon too early? But we gave it a lot of episodes, so I don't actually feel that way. Some of the episodes I really liked. And then the animation for some of them really got under my skin and not because I'm opposed to anime or I found the, you know, I, I just, there were parts of it that felt cheap To me, like there would be a really beautiful 2D looking, you know, sort of rendered in a, it looked hand drawn, but it was clearly like a 3D model. And then you'd see a cheap CG ship that they clearly borrowed from the, you know, the encyclopedia of of canonical Star Wars ships and just sort of pop the 3D model in. And I was like, oh, this takes me out of it. And it, it was the same issue I had with some of the what if episodes where they don't actually utilize animation to like push it. And this is, this doesn't apply to all of the episodes, but I just, it was so inconsistent. and. I didn't I didn't I didn't
1: enjoy watch some of them I really didn't like watch like I had a bad time watching them. Yeah. That's I mean I definitely feel that. I don't I mean I didn't love the animation all the time. But I'm not I wasn't sure. I mean I'm not overly fond of anime style anyway, so I knew that was going to be something that I found fault with.
0: Yeah, I think I think there's two things at play. They didn't even bother to lean into the anime style with the things I'm complaining about. Where they just, mm-hmm. I, and maybe they were forced to, right? Maybe they were told, no, you have to use the official model, or you, you know, you don't have the budget to do this, so they have to use that. Because some of the ones visually were really interesting. Like one of them reminded me of a Ghibli film, and one of them, you know, looks like a, a sort of a manga black and white thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just there, I, the standout for me was the Ninth Jedi. I don't know about for you all.
2: I enjoyed that one. My favorite was The Duel, which was the first one, Black and White. Yeah. That was oh, yeah. my that was favorite. I
1: really liked that. that was was like, very, I very, remember like, their like, names.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Me,
2: like, I was um, just so into that that style. Even in the trailer, I that was the one I kept on. Like, when I went through the trailer, I kept getting drawn to that. Just that style was so beautiful. And I thought it was pretty cool. And then the second episode, The Tattooing Rhapsody, was my least favorite. Oh, that... And so... Even though I thought seeing like, I thought the designs of, of Jabba and Bib Fortuna and Boba and like they were looking like little kids almost, I thought was kind of fun, but yeah. the episode was just stupid. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so I, I that was too. the thing. For me, I was like, I don't get what's the point of this. It's it's yeah. one thing to tell a mini sandbox story, but if it doesn't have a point, like I, I just didn't understand what the story was there. A, a rock band does really well. <laughs>
2: and it's like, they, then they, you know, they get Jabba's favor and- kid gets Sir. pardoned and whatever yeah so that, but it's like
0: okay and i i don't yeah. remember most of the episode names the only reason yeah. i know the ninth jedi is because it's the one that i was like that's not bad uh, yeah That's
1: yeah, i like that one and i liked the duel
2: too i was gonna say the action i will say the action was was somewhat questionable in parts of it for me but the the one with the sisters the twins i thought was interesting enough like i kind of so many of these stories were so centered on kyber crystals but the one where they had the 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 destroyers they were born in the dark side and they had the destroyers oh, yeah. were, Both, s-
0: yes. were those sisters? sisters i thought What? oh i didn't realize oh, it like they're the, literally it's yeah, the, called the twins. twins is the episode yeah. yeah but luke and leia are twins so i just i assumed it was playing off of that whole but you know gender is a construct anyway so <laughs>
2: i guess i, I actually I, yeah I, I think i thought maybe that they were I, yeah i don't really know but i know they're twins but i but they're you know they're related but the two of them fighting and stuff i some of it was a little crazy, like with the hair blowing in the if yeah. you're in outer space. The hair is like blowing, billowing. Yeah, the, but it was like okay. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was like I liked How the do desi- they breathe in space? Well,
2: I liked that. The, what's interesting about that one is I liked the design and like the.
0: Uh, yeah, the vibe they're
2: twins of it all.
1: apparently.
0: But again, you can be twins in.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, she was questioning whether I said they're sisters, but oh, maybe almost yeah. not female. We don't really know the the siblings. I.
0: Oh, no, they, into are, into they, are, the... actually, sorry, they are, they are actually, sorry, they are, they're a male and female.
2: Okay, that would yeah. make sense then, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know why I said... the other one is Steps, like their adopted sister with the one that was like a rabbit person, so maybe I'm just like mixing them up, but I didn't love that one either with like the rabbit lady. I like but... that one a
0: little bit better.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... but, the, but the twins one, I, I, I liked the style of everything and when the mm-hmm. masks, the helmets were on and the droid and everything, I was into it, and then I was a little taken aback. When helmet is removed, when we see the people, yeah, it was very much more cartoon, very much more like intensely uh, cartoon in a way that was like, "Oh, look how cute this is," where everything else looked like menacing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah I it was art- kind of thrown by the style. <laughs> but-
0: yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. One of the fascinating things to me is somebody texted me today and they asked me if I was watching. And this is a person who is not normally into Star Wars. They got into Star Wars through The Mandalorian and they were so excited by visions. And they're like, this is the type of story that I want to see in in Star Wars. And I went, oh, interesting. Uh, There's an
1: audience though. How exciting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I just, I had low expectations for it because I just inherently was like, I don't think this is my jam. And then it wasn't my jam.
1: Yeah. I was just hoping to see characters I knew and loved from other things, but...
0: Or I wanted more complete
1: stories. Which you, I when you like... do, I guess, but I mean...
2: Do you? Well, Jabba. Oh, it. I Java guess Jabba and, yeah, and, and Boba Fett. Yeah, like, okay.
1: So, like, there were characters we knew and loved, but I was I was hoping for, like, some extended universe folks to make right. appearances. I, the, the twins episode, I was most
0: frustrated by because this is when the, the sort of my own roadblock of applying the rules that you, the other live action ones have, have gone by. So I was like, how are they breathing and fighting in space? And granted, we've seen General Leia, but she was also, that was like a sort of Hail Mary move. We
2: haven't all accepted it because I can tell you over her. Okay. Okay. Well, I can <laughs> okay, tell you that have, everyone has it. looked at
1: that and just been like, that's not real. I'm going to pretend like that scene did not happen. Okay, but either way,
0: if if that scene were to have happened, it was still under the most extreme (laughs) life or death circumstances, right? Not an extended physical battle fight on the deck of a star destroyer outside of, you know, we've always seen them in X wings or Y wings or whatever it is, and and then the other one that just made me, (laughs) Toby one. No, I thought the visual style was cute, but I was also just annoyed that it was a story about a kid, and it was a, a certain style of storytelling that I just don't jive with normally yeah and and also i was just thinking again we've never seen a robot use the force is this a thing if not wouldn't r2 have been like the prime candidate for force usage Like, what's happening here i don't know i don't understand and then i finally have to just go okay this is not this is a different (laughs) section of the universe i don't know i don't like it i don't like it yeah Yeah,
1: that was weird (laughs) yeah
0: but I, i think if the stories themselves had been stronger as well yeah. Some of them were, but I think uh, the vignetteness of some of them just didn't didn't work for me.
2: I think I think yes, yeah, some stronger storytelling, but also if they were just yeah canonical stories, but also then ones that fit in the canon nicely would be great. But that would have sealed it more for me as something that I cared more about. If they mm-hmm. release a season two, I'll probably watch it. To be honest, like I, I I enjoyed it enough to where it was on and I was watching it, but I was you know not intently focused on it the entire time but you know i was watching it I was having fun and I was like, okay, cool, whatever so it was harmless for me but it you know didn't change my life
0: it was a, it was a struggle for me to watch some of them again some of them i really enjoyed but the, yeah 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 i don't i don't know if i would participate in a season
1: two yeah or or the entirety of a season two Yeah. i'm very likely never... to get sucked in by a, um, a trailer for season two that's honest nice.
2: yeah i yeah i did love this trailer a lot <laughs>
1: Did anyone stick with Bad Batch?
2: Of course.
0: That did, did, I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, well. Oh, I was living for Bad Batch every week. But I guess like,
0: that's also really more bad. in the style of things that we already well, know. Well, and it's canon. We, yeah. And it yeah.
1: goes back to a lot of stuff that we know. Right. And, like, the whole reason why I'm not really watching it is because I need to catch up on Rebels and stuff before I can... Right. Dive into... Do it. Yeah. Who would we recommend this to? Would we recommend this to people? I would recommend it to anyone who's vaguely interested in it. I don't think it was... Armful to watch. So,
0: would we recommend it to the mothers? No. Our, our mothers, in particular, no. the ones who are, uh, you know,
1: no. okay.
2: I was just trying to think because I always kind of take that approach too, where I'm like, well, if you're interested in it, I don't think it was so awful that you shouldn't watch it, but I'm trying to think if there's someone who didn't know it existed. Mm-hmm. If there was mm-hmm. someone that I would say, hey, have you heard of this thing? You should watch it. And I, no. Unless I it was. Yeah, I don't think I would. Unless it was I someone like you have I knew to be who was just f- obsessed with the anime, all things right. anime. Yeah, but I feel like you and-
1: have to be at least a baseline Star Wars fan in the sense, like more than our parents, right? Like yeah. someone who knows the characters.
0: Well, you the, know. not the characters, has to, but the universe. I think you, it doesn't right. do a good job of explaining. It would just confuse the hell out of my parents, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. All right. That's too bad. I wanted to like it more yeah. than I did. I always want to like it. I think that <laughs> I found myself super distracted just constantly going, Who's, whose voice is that? Who's vo-? Which I, I did
1: enjoy, at least for the English voices. There's a lot of pretty famous Asian people. That was fun for me. That, yeah. Did you see the big debate online about voice actors versus famous actors? I did not, but I certainly have opinions on the topic. <laughs> I, you know, and I'm not even like a huge, I wouldn't even call myself a big part of film Twitter or whatever, but I saw like a decent amount of discussion with what there was some animated movie that's coming out that's all like just famous actors instead of voice actors oh Oh, is it
2: the mario
1: mario mario Mario... chris pratt as mario (laughs) right and so everyone were like had a heart attack right yeah online understandably right Um, and so but it opened up this whole discussion that i had never thought about before about voice actors versus famous actors and we were sort of talking about this already with what if right Mm -hmm. but i do think that it really does open up you know the conversation to look there are people who train specifically to be voice actors yep and it's a very different skill set than that of being a film actor yeah and and some doesn't mean you can't do both clearly i mean let's talk about you know Robin Williams, for example, was, Mm -hmm. you know, the best genie of all time, right? And he's obviously been able to do both. But it is an interesting sort of thing to think about taking actors or jobs away from voice actors and giving them to film actors because they're more famous.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you want to talk about the Star Wars universe. Mark Hamill is someone who was able to, I mean, he's probably actually done more. In the voice acting world, we just don't realize it. Although half the time I'm like, "That's obviously Mark Hamill. <laughs> he has he, he has a, you know a certain range of characters that he plays within well, that." He but, the Joker
1: basically forever, right?
0: Yeah, but but I, I think I hear a lot of uh, other roles that he does now, and they sound like the Joker basically. Yeah, hmm. which is fine. But I d- I did notice a lot for Visions some of the episodes where I was like, "Ooh, this person was hired because of their name and not because of their." Uh, David Harbour, for example. I think was one in in the Elder. I want to say
1: I don't even know who David Harbor is, so I'm not really sure that that would get me to watch it
0: from Stranger Things and Black Widow. He was the Red Threat, Menace, Red something.
2: Oh yeah, no, the Red Guardian. Yeah,
0: Red Guardian. Yes, yeah, and and he's from oh. you know, he's from he's from Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, he's the yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. Chief Hopper. Um, he yeah, was yeah. Hellboy. So, but again, he's like he's a fine actor, but he was clearly cast because he's David Harbor, even if that doesn't mean anything to present company. And I just hear, heard it and I was like, this is so monotone and pointless and and not the role sort of called for it in that episode, but it was just, it sounded so phoned in to me and that I was like, oh, this is a painful, painful moment. And it, and he's not famous enough to go, yeah, oh my God, of course, this is why we gave it to David Harbour. As much as I kind of dislike him, Chris Pratt, I'm like, I get it. There's a, there's a box office draw there, but I don't know if David Harbour has that same clout. did he do, I think Chris Pratt did Lego movie. Yeah. Which was, it was a yeah, I mean, good role for him.
2: Yeah. Like
1: that he did well. Right. I don't know. I think it's an Mario. interesting dis-
2: discussion for sure. But I think also, I don't know, when I look back, it's hard to say with the classic animated films and things that are out there. But when I look at the big players, the Pixar, Disney, DreamWorks, like all these, you know, mm-hmm. big players in the animation field in America, at least, I feel like it usually is people that are celebrities already that weren't voice actors to start or have crossed over to both. A lot of television shows. Mm-hmm. And um, animated shows growing up, and even Rugrats and Doug, and all these different. things. I think that there's a, a world of television voice only actors, or voice actor only people. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. But even like classic
1: Disney, I don't feel like they were. F- I mean, Ariel.
2: Yeah, she but, wasn't I, but she was. Yeah, but she. I felt like. I mean, hired for. Yeah, I mean, there's some, but then it's some have.
1: I think. I think there was. There's a
0: shift. At a certain point, it did change. Well, and right? obviously, like, yeah.
2: It's hard to say because a lot of the ones that are immortalized now, too, like back in the day, we know them because of their roles there. But it's like, I actually don't know if they were doing live action and stuff all the time, too. It's hard to say. I would argue. Also, then in the 90s, we definitely started getting celebrities for sure. I mean,
0: I would guess if we were to dig further and look at the timeline correlation stuff, a lot of it probably has to do with the rise of the internet, right? Where suddenly you need that PR machine beat in order to rise above the noise of all of the other 10 million things coming out. And so, yes, by casting a Chris Pratt and an Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, you know, you get that news hit as opposed to before where it was, you know, I'd say like the golden age of Disney or whatever, where you you cast for the voice that fit the role best. And then sometimes a celebrity was there and it made sense and and sometimes it didn't, but you didn't necessarily need that big name attached in order to get people to go to see it.
2: Well, I've always found it interesting, too, just the way, I mean, obviously, there's the PR moment, but the way that the advertising around it does happen, Mm -hmm. it was always very telling to me when certain studios would would release a trailer for their film and then list off the 10 huge celebrities that are in it. Yeah. And then the ones that wouldn't call out the celebrity names at all in the trailer or on the poster (laughs) because it was like, you know, but and so I always wondered, oh, do you just assume people will know? Or pay attention to PR stuff, or do you think that just the you know did you not get them for the star quality and or you know it's, it's hard. To yeah,
0: start. I think it depends. It's a, like a per film thing, yeah. but but I think to to Jackie's point earlier, I, I just recalling the the moment when they announced What If, right when they just listed they rattled off all of these names and then having watched What If, going like oh these people are not
1: good at the it's voice acting there, so. part, yeah, like oh. <laughs>
2: yeah, know it was some of them for sure. <laughs> I mean, some of them <laughs> do well better, though. So, so that's
1: the thing is, it's like it's hard. It's hard to know.
2: It's a tough, tough It's a tough job. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I think I think people underestimate how, like how go- a good voice actor really elevates something, mm-hmm. and that they assume it's a transferable skill when it's not. And that's not to say you can't be a good voice actor and live action actor, but yeah, because totally. there's and some I, that do I don't... both well. But
2: yeah, and I don't think <laughs> that a lot of people when watching animated films, really, really place the fact that you're acting against nobody. Like, you have a director just reading you some lines and you're reacting to their lines. But when you see Tom Hanks and Tim Allen going back and forth as Buzz and Woody, like, they are never in the same room doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's like, why the performances is, they get are great, and it's like wow, they are there together, but like they never speak. But to they're each
1: other. not, and most of the time they don't have anyone to act against except for someone feeding them lines. Yeah, I love those
0: fake staged. You can always tell. There's one day where it's the press day for the B roll, and they are recording all of these scenes. And I'm using air quotes for that. And they, you know, mm. it's there. They're, that's the, probably half the time the only time they're in the same room ever. Yeah, you know, except for that too, in the sure. premiere day and it's like, "Yes, we
1: play off of each other and it's very stilted."
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> no way.
1: Thing. Yeah, I
0: love it so much.
1: But I also think that they underestimate how much I recognize someone's voice and or care when I'm watching a animated film. Well, sometimes it's like, distracting because yeah. it, they're not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: You just want the good performance and Like
1: I can't say that I will, you know, Anya Taylor-Joy is on my high list at the moment, but I can't say that she's the reason why I'll want to watch a mario kart
0: movie it's not a, it's just a mario movie right is it a mario kart movie i actually didn't I pay a lot remember. Of attention to yeah it. i think it's just mario is it just mario yeah i mean i just the idea of are they gonna do italian accents
1: like what's happening here
2: <laughs> i mean <laughs> i just
1: have so i don't know
2: <laughs> i mean we're also ignoring the fact that let me and let me tell you i mean i'm as big of a mario kart fan as they come i think And uh, I don't think I've ever once thought I wanted a Mario Kart film. Okay, to be
0: clear, it's it's not a Mario Kart film. Oh, it's not. No, it's just a Mario animated movie.
2: I read it was a Mario Kart. No, it's
0: it's just a feature Mario film.
2: Oh, that makes more sense. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I I, I literally read read a thing that said a Mario Kart film. That's what I read, and I was like, what? I mean, that would be pretty great. (laughs) I mean, maybe, but I was like, what? What is the story here? What's the
0: story behind Mario? The stolen, you know, King Kong, basically. Like, but Bowser's yeah, also well, you there. Can, you know, what are well, we I doing mean, you here?
2: Can, you can craft a like, hey, this Bowser, the villain, did this thing, and now we got to go on an adventure and get it back. But it's like anything where it revolves around, like, let's go on some races. Like, <laughs> it's, it feels harder to craft a story. I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy to hear.
0: I. I I, I mean, nothing will ever top the live action Super Mario Brothers. So, really, I don't know why they're even trying to do anything in this realm. <laughs> Am I the only one who's seen Black
1: that? Black as Bowser. Gee, yeah. It's bad. It's it's really bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. But anyway, I think there's a, a skill to voice acting and they need to start auditioning these big names for some of these things. Yes. Or
0: just not approaching them because they're big names in the first place. All right. Well, the other thing we watched this week that uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say up front I was slightly underwhelmed by was Foundation. What did you two think? Have either of you read the books, any of the books in the series?
2: I have not read
1: the books. Okay.
2: I have. It's been a while. Like okay. I was, I think, early teenager when I read them. But I've, I have not read all of them, I don't believe. But I've read like four. there's a lot of them, so I would not. Yeah, there are so many. Yeah, there's there's many many, many 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 books. And there and there and to preface, I mean, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen the show yet either, I mean, it it's interesting to see what they're doing here with the show. But the books jump so many decades of time at a time mm-hmm. that you get you get new protagonists, new people all the time, whatever, and it's showing what's happening here. But they're kind of so far weaving time a little bit in a way that I kind of thought was a little confusing. But it's interesting to see how they're gonna try to make it. I don't really have any concept for how much this one season of this show is going to be covering, yeah. As far as the books go, and so you know, just to say that time is a weird construct in the story, okay. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I, but I very much was kind of a little more having to focus on what's going on right this second. Why do I? Why do we care about this right now? Like more than like think more than I wanted to, and I love a thinker. But it was mm-hmm. more trying to make sense of yeah, structure, I think, I guess, for me, in ways. Uh,
1: yeah, I was definitely disappointed in the sense that, like, I wanted to be obsessed with this. Mm-hmm. I think it was very beautiful. They clearly spent a ton of money on it. I think my main problem with it is, is I love character-driven stories. And so I want to know about the characters. I want to know how they're interacting with each other and then sort of how that, relates to some sort of bigger bigger political thing. And the first episode was basically all exposition mm-hmm. about setting up this universe and mostly sort of boring to me anyway. And then the second episode got a little bit more into character development for some people. Why not just show us the love story? Like, why did we have to make that so fast? And then I was like, okay, well, one of them's going to die, right? Because... <laughs> Why would you make this love story like they had sex twice in the episode, but it was completely unearned love story wise. And then, I mean, you don't need to be in love to have sex. No one's saying that. But I'm just saying that being deeply in love with each other and wanting to plan a family and doing that stuff just felt very unearned, or at least I wanted to see how that came about. And then him killing the main guy and then sending her away or whatever happened at the end of the episode that didn't make any sense to me and I'm guessing wasn't supposed to I don't know it's just I wanted to get sucked into the story and just like watch it instead of having to force myself to pay attention so i like, could understand what was going on yeah I think that's all very
0: fair I agreed there was a ton of exposition and then it was funny where the production budget was spent because there would be plenty of scenes where you're like ah yes this is you know this there's some physical extension of a set here they've designed it whatever and then there were certain scenes where i was like this is just taking place in front of a really bad green screen with uh, in front with really bad effects behind it like when the oldest version of the emperor dude is leaving in his ship and there's just like a television screen that's supposed to be i assume the, the flight view behind him and I was like this looks like Microsoft Flight Simulator like a very fancy version of it but the the characters who intrigued me the most were the emperors are they emperors they're emperors right yeah the the three versions of the clones because I was like oh it there's a cool idea there about and I don't know if the books go into this but I assume they do at some point predestined you know are we determined by our genes or can we break outside of what's expected of us because you've got three versions of the same source material there can the old one change the cycle or as they all age do they all sort of start to de- quote deteriorate in this way and then the young one always takes them out what you know is it just has it been the same cycle over and over or or are they able to iterate upon each other but i just that, that's such a small piece of what they were showing that i don't, i don't know if i'm going to be able to handle an entire series
2: yeah, I think all the other bits and bobs. I think, it, I think it stands to reason that the show will delve into that a bit. From my recollection, the books don't really, because honestly, I I don't even, these characters that are the emperors are not even really a big thing in the book. It's interesting because we are seeing in the first episode the attack and kind of the fall that's happening and all that. Mm-hmm. the The premise of the book is that it's on the the aftermath of the fall of the Roman Empire. And so they're trying to rebuild the new foundation, which we are seeing. But everything with what happened, which I actually thought was a pretty impactful scene, like when the attack happened and the, the, the space station exploded it fell. Mm-hmm. So I was, was the, I was feeling the weight of that. Mm-hmm. I liked the music and I was very like, ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it felt big. I was into that. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. But we don't see that in the book, though.
1: I, I do wish that we had gotten to know... The outer rim a little bit more so that it felt like oh that's why they're attacking the empire you know what i mean or at least got to hear more from the delegations that were being represented
2: and I then also sort of charged will. with it
1: yeah i got the sense that they're trying to build
0: to some larger chess game that's happening where yeah you know just... they're being played off of each other and they're a third yeah, party and you know. i think they're
2: honestly it feels like they're a little too inspired by game of thrones a little bit and in the way that they want to i think i think game of thrones and its large success is what has probably spawned a lot of things that we see these days but i think a show like this i mean these books have been around since the dawn of time I mean, not really like the 40s or something that it's never been adapted as far as i know and this is a very, so far from what I remember, an extremely loose adaptation. They did say they had, they were going to change a it's lot of like things. like using for... the name and the general yeah. idea of it. But I think they're trying to build a political intrigue uh, space show.
1: Which I would be so into. But the thing that Game of Thrones did well, they introduced these rich characters immediately that you found reasons to care about as
2: you're mm-hmm. watching them
1: go through their journey. But they're also sort of fighting for the crown. I guess the formula for me is like introduce us to a bunch of characters we like and then see what happens to them, right? With mm-hmm. all this geopolitical stuff. And then I'm not saying I didn't like some of the characters, it just felt like we didn't spend any time with basically. I mean, there was hardly ever conversation between two people or at least, you know, not more than just exposition stuff.
0: I don't know if I agree that there was hardly time between two people, but I I think it was they could have gone a lot deeper with something. Because I'm just thinking of a couple of the standout scenes to me when the the robot lady is repairing her, cyborg lady, whatever she is, is repairing herself. I was like, oh, this is a good scene between two characters that tells me a lot about the history of this. And yeah, you're right. It is expositional in some senses because she tells him that, you know, they wiped out her
1: people and all that stuff. But it felt more tactfully done than some of the other ones to me, probably. The annoying part to me was it just felt like every scene and I get that there's a huge mathematical part to this too It was like very much you could at least for me it just felt like i understood why every scene was happening oh, i'm like oh you need to set up this oh yeah. you need to set up that oh we're establishing this instead of just getting sucked into characters I and story but i i
2: do like that they modernized it a bit and put you know that there were some gender swaps which were nice i mean even oh gail who plays a very large role in a lot of the stories is a male in the book and really the first person we meet in the book and a a white male at that, you know? And so there, and there are some other, other players, I forget the names, but because I was like, I was like, I thought... There was one other, and then I looked and I saw that I think there were three or four that were given gender swaps, which is kind of cool. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I, into I like that. I, I just think it doesn't matter if it they're not characters. It doesn't make it amazing. Characters. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it reminds it. me of? And I don't know if any of you have tried to watch or have watched, but it reminds me of The Expanse, sci fi's big attempt at doing a space opera. People love The Expanse, though.
0: Like it's at season six or something like that. Some,
1: I don't know. It's... Some people might love this. I'm just That's- saying that like it feels the same to me in the sense that we're going to set up this very complex thing for you. And so I'm going to show you these scenes in which you yeah. should understand and, and and like all this stuff. So it, it's felt, I mean, I don't know. I'm only like five episodes into season one of The Expanse or something. So maybe something happens at some point where I'm, I will become obsessed with it. But it feels the same to me where it's just very sterile, showing like chess pieces instead of stories
0: yeah i will give them credit for
1: eyebrow casting
0: because <laughs> 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 lee pace and well, lee uh, pace God, just
1: plays such an emperor so well he like plays that arrogant but monarch. he and terence
0: mann who plays uh, brother dusk i was just like it's, it's, kudos to the the hair department for once because this was <laughs> a well done <laughs> i don't know if it's wigs or they just both have eyebrows that look like that and they were trimmed properly but it, i was just like mm, yes good well cast <laughs> well cast yeah
2: moment. i i agree with that if i didn't already know him as an actor i would have almost thought that was lee pace and some really good makeup I,
1: actually i thought, I really that, really yeah, thought that, I wondered, that yeah i wondered that yeah I also wondered i was like maybe he's really related to him but i, <laughs> also, I knew yeah. him from somewhere else so i was like okay well that's not true yeah and then yeah i will say that I think in general, the set design was really good. I think I found the costume design disappointing because I always hate when they dress everyone from one country the same exact way. I don't know that anyone in the world, at least in the worlds that we're familiar with, which is our own. Mm -hmm. So like if different countries come together, like the Chinese delegation is not going to be wearing exactly the same thing. That's actually probably the wrong example to choose. They would probably all be wearing the same same uniform. (laughs) Like, the French delegation is not <laughs> yeah, going to be the wearing French delegation. all of the same thing. And, like, maybe some species or whatever do, right? But I just, I always just hate that, like, when you see an out scene from a planet and everyone's wearing, like, the same fucking hoodie. Sure. Or, like, you know, same over-designed jacket that is futuristic. Yeah. Yeah, you know,
2: because they need us to know that they which are is one thing that I think the same place, exactly, is yeah. which
1: theme. is one thing I think Star Wars actually usually does very well, is making wardrobe and things feel authentic to different places, you can have a, a feeling that they're, that they're from this place, but it doesn't always they get individuality into all of the outfits
0: my favorite star wars example of that is in mandalorian when we go to mon calamari is that what the planet is called and there's there's whatever they what
1: is the species are they called calamari i, can't, like, well,
2: I should know this uh, well which well one? the species the kind of, the...
1: is called mon calamari i think
2: right? oh, okay. mon calamari's um, admiral akbar yeah,
1: yeah that, that's, that's what's, the the, what's their but planet planet is
2: called? oh um monkala
0: okay So either way, we go to the Admiral Akbar water planet. You know, they're Mon Calamari cable knit sweaters and Fisher gear and all this stuff. And yes, obviously they visually look like, you know, a more distinct species. But I love that they were given different outfits that looked like people would wear them every day. And, you know, it it wasn't like, oh, they're all in the same
1: Fisher person uniform. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like most sci-fi shows just err on that side where it's like everyone here wears... You know, these yeah. three shades of green and, you know, and I'm like, oh, I hate it. I know it's easier to do, but I
2: hate it. I mean, I thought that was going to be a huge thing I was going to hate about The Mandalorian for it happened because I, before I realized they were, and I hadn't watched Clone Wars at that time, uh, before I realized that they were, that there was this big re- it's a religion a way of life type of thing and it's a code mm. of honor to wear this mm-hmm, armor mm-hmm. when i was like "Oh, we're making this show called the mandalorian i saw the outfit and i was like so it's boba fett without his like Nintendo thing. Yeah, totally cool 100%. you're just gonna say all of these all the mandalorians just wear this all the time but then it turned out to be cool but yeah i agree that that that's a lazy thing that they they do it's 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 funny but this is interesting because this is a world where I, if I'm correct, I believe this is humanity. Whereas, like Star Wars, is essentially all the humans. They're, everyone's aliens, right? Because it's a right. galaxy far, far away. It's right. not connected with us. But I believe this is our universe, and this is far into the future. Earth's gone, type of thing, and we've repopulated. And I mean, you're the only planet. one who's read it, so you've got the. I, best. I, I, be- I think <laughs> yeah. that's the one, and so everyone's human, and mm. so. Or cyborg, or whatever, you know, but it's but yeah, it's like yeah. there's not like a bunch of aliens everywhere or something necessarily. Maybe there are. I don't remember honestly. But, but there it,
0: was the one in the yeah. simulator that was a creature.
2: Yeah. yeah, it seemed like something crazy in there, huh? But I. So maybe there's. Some it's something aliens. where they get yeah, they definitely get lazy with it, of course. But I mean,
1: and obviously that one, I don't remember the planet names, but one of the ones that got executed, they had like bigger eyes and like a yeah, it was a
2: little different, different, different shape
1: looking. of their face. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, evolutionarily, it makes sense that even if you had, you know, the same human d- DNA, places it would change slightly depending yeah. upon.
0: Yeah, if enough time has passed, especially, and all that.
2: I'd also like to say that Lee Pace's physique really offends me. What do you mean? Because uh, it's guys? so attractive? Yeah, he just is this weird, flawless, like, statuesque. <laughs> I know. It's just. I thought you were <laughs> like, going to like, come for really Lee Pace, that. and I will, was going to
1: be like, we're going to have to have work. I <laughs> no like... love
2: him, but I just was like, this is offensive. It felt like an attack.
1: I honestly, I was thinking this, and I was, like, watching him in his blue armor outfit. Because, you know, I don't know, probably know this by, about me by now. But I enjoy, uh, what's the Eyebrow? word I'm looking for? No, I enjoy eyebrows. But I also oh, enjoy a v. a v. Oh, I enjoy a V, yes. Oh, I, um, I mean, like, an arrogant hottie, in a, okay. you know, like, like, villainy, arrogant, hot dude. Okay. Those are kind of my, you know... Uh, is which is Malfoy, you know those kind of people and so I mean I'm probably willing to watch this just for him but we're going to see how it goes I'm not saying he's the most interesting character but I enjoyed every time he was on screen see this is what I found upsetting though about some of his
0: costumes is that they weren't as flattering as they could have been the the one he's wearing is like a blue gown dress thing essentially I was like this just doesn't quite fit Right. You know like what I enjoyed part-
1: though during that you know when all those people were getting killed because the space station <laughs> thing was getting blown up or whatever. He was in low slung pajama pants the whole time. Sure. Yeah. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Thank
2: you. <laughs> Dana's like, yeah. I think the problem I had with some of his out costumes it was just too there's much, too much, too much fabric.
1: Too much. Yeah. I- I agree. Like was- I-, I was happy know, that he we did. Say, get- I was like, show him off.
2: <laughs> show mm-hmm, us the goods. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was
1: happy that we did get the one show-off scene because clearly they were like, look. We hired fucking Lee Pace. Yeah, let's let, have him let's not be Lee wearing Pace. any clothes. Utilize
2: his assets.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that that does not, unfortunately, a show make is my. I mean,
1: I uh, suppose I'm vaguely curious. It does about... get
2: it does get views out of Dana, but it is not necessarily meaning its a wonderful. Yeah, thing.
1: I don't know the like. I mean, of course, I'm curious on why boyfriend dude killed mathematician guy and then put her in well Todd. So this is what um, I wanted to bring up is is I was surprised
0: that they didn't drop three episodes because that's what usually they did for their first series launches. And this one, I was like, this was not enough to hook me. And you left me on a cliffhanger, sure. But I'm not
1: invested enough to, I don't know if I'm coming back. You should have given me the third episode. <laughs> I thought it was very sort of manipulative when they were trying to explain like how inhabitable the planet was by talking about if they wanted to have babies on the flight
2: or not. Yeah. With random characters. So, is, I
1: don't know, it was just kind of formulate.
2: About all of that is Dean Thomas' character, I can't remember his name, as far <laughs> yeah. as I know, is, is not in the book. Oh. And the romance is non existent. Oh. In fact, what didn't really hook me about the books to continue much further is not like the longest books of all time, but I was able to get through with some, I found them interesting, but not a ton of characterization. It's very mm-hmm. much reading about what's happening to the civilization. Mm. And you're watching. You learn to care about some people, but you're not really invested in their personal lives very much. You just want... Yeah. And
1: see, that's the thing is that is a show or style for some people. I know people who are obsessed with world building and magic systems and want to understand all of that, right? For me, I want to care about the characters and their interpersonal relationships
2: as well. Well, and I think in, in trying to make it more accessible, they are trying to make us care about characters, but then they didn't do a great enough job at that. And it also came probably at the expense of some of the world building. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's just just like threw us in and didn't tell us why we should care about any of it yet.
0: But they're also, they're doing that. And then they're also spending so much time on these gibberish mathematical equations that they expect us to add some value or weight to, but they don't do a good job of, you know, just the formula or the equation and all this stuff. And I'm, She's like, just because Jared Harris, Jared, is that a Jared Harris? It's not, I know it's not Jared, but yeah. R- Richard Harris Jr. Just because he's saying it and he can say it, you know, in a very elegant
1: British way does not make me care about this dumb equation. Because <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a big moment when she decides to, you know, agree with him in the, at the expense of Tiny herself tribunal, or whatever. Yeah. I wish that had been a cool moment, but it wasn't earned. I didn't care anything about her particularly. You know, mm. the weird part is it's all set for me to care about her. She grew up on this planet where she's like a mathematician, but that makes her a heretic. I don't know. But some something about it just felt kind of sterile. Yes.
2: Yeah, the unfortunate thing about what you're saying is that I think the science and math part of it is going to continue to try to play a big part because that's the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, and it makes sense. It's science fiction, <laughs> you know. and it, yeah. yeah. And so it's kind of, feel like they, they're trying to still infuse it with that so that they could say well look no, this is foundation it's just also a pseudo kind of wannabe raunchy Game of Thrones in space I don't know
0: but not even no yeah
2: I I I don't want to keep comparing it to that to say I even think the quality no no
1: no I I think think it is a good comparison but I I think that's
2: what they're trying to do
1: I think that's <laughs> what they're trying to do too. I agree with that statement.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, that was, wasn't condescending either. I just, I, I, I just think that's what they're going
1: for. Well, no, it's. I'm
0: laughing because one of my favorite things about watch, watching Game of Thrones because I read all the books and I was really into. The, I read them well before they were gonna, you know, it was announced during a show. But my friends and I used to play a game called Boobs or Death before every episode right so if you're gonna do the game of thrones template and you're gonna add these romances and stuff like that my expectation and this is not necessarily a fair expectation but i'm just like show me more give me the give me the less fabric more loose fitting clothes for everybody
1: if it's just gonna be hot hot times then i just want to know you
0: yeah know? That's, but i, I, I want to like,
1: watch lee pace have sex with someone that would be exciting for me sure yeah for all of us i think You're like sure <laughs> sure yeah i'm on board appreciated um, that what's the main character's name yeah me i don't even know gail she looked like she was a real swimmer she did a flip turn mm-hmm. some kicks underwater so all she right. was actually a swimmer or they taught her either way but a lot of times they get someone who's swimming laps and it's horrifying to someone who actually swims because oh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> it's like that's not how anyone would Two laps if you were actually a lap slimmer but okay huh but they Fun did well fa- that's good to hear i mean it must be from the books the jewels on the cheeks i thought that was a really interesting oh, decision no. because like now the main character has scars on her cheeks that you have to paint on every goddamn day oh i mean so that's a character choice you know what i mean yeah, yeah they're, like, they're, they're probably money. not like the
0: m- most intrusive because the other the other alien had not alien the other person had the patterned symmetrical yeah thing but that wasn't face. a main character so it's like you're not committing you know that's true I don't know I I think they were probably minimally do you think you're
1: going to watch episode three yes am I looking forward to it I don't know <laughs> Matt
2: oh uh, yeah I'm going to I'm I think I I'm going to I'll at least watch one more but I'll I'm curious to know what they're trying to do here fully and mm-hmm. I want to know if I don't know. I don't have the best track record with David Goyer, hmm.
0: yeah. writing
2: things. I don't. It's not to say I think he's bad at what he does. I just it's not always something that speaks to me in, in a, a way that it speaks to others. So I am curious to know what the general population is thinking of this. I have not looked into that, but I am curious I to know if it's landing with people. But eh. I'll definitely check out the third at the very least.
0: It's uh, yeah. it's it's landing with some people, but I don't. I don't think anybody as far as i can tell is is going oh my god this is amazing so far you yep. know it's it's not and again it's to to acknowledge it's it's a very challenging thing to adapt from my understanding so they yeah
2: 100% and then when you decide to completely make it different yeah it, but it's still like, call okay, it you, yeah it's like you're kind of writing a new a new show and trying to structure it in a way that it is not structured and so right yeah, we'll see
0: Speaking of foundational sci fi, because I have been dying to know since last week, because we oh, talked no. about this as we were wrapping. So, in addition to Foundation, which is on Apple TV, we have another uh, historically important science fiction coming, and that is Dune. Okay. Matt and I have read the books. Jackie knows, you know, nothing about any of it.
1: I know nothing. But I read the books and watched the series, and so we were talking about I don't know how much. So basically, I have a track record of just deciding that something is about something without any knowledge of the actual source material. So, for example, I thought, what was it called?
2: Blade Runner. What Blade Runner movie? Blade Runner.
1: I thought that Blade Runner was about vampires. Fairly certain it had s- something to do with Lost Boys and getting that confused. Not getting it confused with Blade <laughs> and, and Blade Two. Like I think there was like
2: some only Blade, only Blade Two.
1: But I feel like Blade was like, ironically,
0: screen written by David S. Goyer. <laughs> there
2: you go.
0: But I do think that Blade was a little after. Actually, he wrote Blade, Blade Two. Yeah. Yes. Very much after.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't think it's related. I think I just thought Lost Boys and. But you Gold in Blair. your
0: lifetime though you probably
1: maybe Blade I'm not Runner really came sure. out well before <laughs> sure I mean I okay. don't know where anyway it came from. all right all right so like, you thought you... Yeah. we don't know we don't know where it yeah. came from Jackie just decided that Blade Runner was about vampires and got very upset and confused when she watched it and it had nothing to do with vampires nothing at all <laughs> nothing and then I also thought Dallas Buyers Club was about football which <laughs> I mean is a little bit more believable I guess yeah, no. but I and anyway, so I have—I don't know anything about Dune. I've never read the books. I've never seen any adaptations up until this point. And so I'm like 60% sure I know what it is. But 40% of me is fairly positive I'm getting this <laughs> <some> wrong. <laughs> and so it will be a very interesting thing to see if I'm right. Or
0: not. Yeah, so we've agreed. Matt and I are going to turn off our cameras so we can't be seen reacting and give anything away. And Jackie, you are going to predict for us what you think dune or you're going to you're going to lay out for us what you think dune is about
1: yes or okay the very little that i believe yeah, yeah. that is associated with dune okay so i am fairly certain and this is going to be so embarrassing if and when i'm wrong is that okay so dune i feel like it has to do with some sort of culture obviously in the desert somewhere and then i think there is some sort of monsters in the sand that they have to combat against all the time. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it has anything to do with space, but I think it's like some sort of sand place that has monsters in the sand that they have to combat regularly. That is what I think Dune is about.
2: Is that a story though? Or is that like a...
1: I mean, that's all I That's all I have, have you... about my thoughts about what it is.
0: Did you see the trailer at all?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't watched the trailer because I... I don't know. I, I don't always watch trailers for things I know I'm going to watch because sometimes I like to go in blinder.
0: Okay. All right. We're co- I'm coming back on. We will follow up once we watch the actual film, Dune, in a couple yes. of weeks. But we, we have will. we have gone in blind. We have... Uh...
2: we we'll find out if Jackie's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for you.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, plot-wise, obviously, I don't know anything else. It's fair enough.
0: All right. Well, Jackie, you didn't have to watch this this week. Well, you chose not to watch this and I don't blame you, but uh, Matt and I watched Dear Evan Hansen, which actually you want to talk about going in blind. I did not know anything at all. I knew there was the guy who has a cast on and I knew they sing and that's about it. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Somehow I knew it was popular and somehow i managed to avoid everything about it. And uh, so I, I actually thought it was a queer love story for some reason. And I mm. was reading online that that is a, a common, misconception is the wrong word, but it, it's a commonly attributed thing because I do think a lot of the queer community has found solace
1: or value or, or affinity yeah. for it. I actually but thought it, and, that too, but I actually ben don't Platt. know. Yeah, and Ben Platt, yes. And you Ben know, Platt. Because I've Platt, never too. seen it and I don't, yeah. But that's kind of what I thought too. I thought it was a queer story, but I guess that is isn't. Matt, had you seen
2: it? No, but I have a really close friend who got obsessed with it some years mm-hmm. ago. And has wanted me to see it, and then we almost went one time when it was in town, and then we didn't. But I've heard—I had heard a big handful of the songs, and I knew largely what it was about. I didn't know everything about the plot, but I knew—I knew it wasn't a queer love story. But I, I knew it was dealing with kind of crippling social anxiety and things like that, and some different mental mm-hmm. issues.
0: What did you think of it?
2: Well, I'm guessing you really liked it because it I sounds loved like it. it's
0: <laughs> my favorite film.
2: Probably not shocking to you. I actually quite enjoyed it, though. I don't know. No, man! I really did. Yeah.
0: No. Hey, I
2: cried for a large How? part of that movie. How? Yeah.
0: Why? I don't understand. Please. I
2: thought it was. Well, I liked the music. Okay. To me, what felt somewhat of a fresh kind of look at approaching mental illnesses or mental uh, things that hold us back, and you sure. know, uh, in a way that wasn't relying on some of the tropes that we often see with that. But beyond that, I felt that I don't know, I was into the story the whole time. I really I really was I was watching it the whole time very much nervous for how things were going to explode. Uh-huh. Knowing that I thought the tension the tension for me was there because I cared about people including him even uh-huh. though I'm watching him make terrible terrible decisions that are going to end up hurting people. I, w- I guess I was relating to what I felt were his reasons for making those decisions and the kind of where his mind thought process was. And I was, I don't know, I was connecting to it and I cried. I cried a lot in that movie. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hey. Tell me, tell me, tell me everything.
0: I I hated it so much. So I oh, no. could see if I saw this without having seen the film as a live theater production, getting caught up in it, because I do think a lot of the moments are, so there's a couple, I had many issues with it, but I think there's two separate ways to look at it. It's how did they do as an adaptation of a musical, which is a challenging thing to do. And then just the story itself that they told and the story that itself that they told, I can see there being value in. And I guess there's a third part of this is that the music, right? Because, some of the songs were good, but in terms of the adaptation part, that just completely destroyed everything for me because they've cast a bunch of people who cannot sing or are not the most exceptional singers in, you know, heavily musical roles. Uh, Amy Adams, we know, can sing. Ben Platt can sing. I found out that Amanda Stenberg and Caitlin Dever both are in bands, but that doesn't mean or musical, yeah. but that doesn't mean you can, you know, anybody can start a band.
2: Yeah. I felt like the the stepdad. Was clearly Broadway trained or something. He sounded No, good.
0: he's not. No? He's from oh, he's... Law order.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I didn't re- I don't know who he was. I, he sounded no. good to me. Julianne oh, Moore he did was. not
0: sound good to me. I, really? I just,
2: oh, interesting. No,
0: not at all. And and also the song choices just didn't, I, I, I did not feel compelled by them mm. at all. And I'm assuming there are a lot more songs in the actual musical of it and whatever, for whatever the editing they did to to cull it down did not work at all for me.
2: I don't think there are more in the musical. What? Maybe there are a couple more, but I, I most of the ones I've ever heard were what were in the movie, and I know the song, the the one Amanda sings. Uh huh. That's that's added for the movie. That wasn't in the in the musical.
0: Oh my god, I hated this so much. I just I. Hate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know. I liked I liked a maybe handful I would have hated the, the musical. I, yeah, maybe maybe that's, that's, yeah. I liked a handful of the songs. I felt the emotional beats. They hit me in a way. I I think. This isn't to say that like everyone would agree with this with their own personal experiences or that you have to have had a personal experience to resonate with it. I don't know. But I spent a large part of time in high school very, very, very depressed about certain Mm -hmm. things. I think I was seeing connection to some things and like relationships with family and things like that that really kind of rung true in a way for me. But then I also liked that it touches on the idea that sometimes a mental illness or let's say a depression isn't always from something it doesn't always have to be a big sure. grounding there, there reason about yeah. why you're depressed sometimes you are you just get depressed and that's perfectly okay mm-hmm. to be that to, to to be dealing with that again none of this means oh it's the mo- most amazing film of all time and so it's not to say if you didn't like it you don't agree with that but I just I think I was resonating with a lot of that stuff a lot to where the emotional beats landed hard for me and I, I yeah I cried I cried a lot I the first thing I did when I got out I texted my sister I said well I just cried for two hours <laughs> I just she goes really. <laughs> she's like watching what because she wants to cry, and then she's the <laughs> musical, so she's like, never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad for you that you enjoyed it, but I could not. I hated it. I truly did not enjoy watching it. And and again. There are plenty of stories about the things you're describing that that, that I could totally be into. Just the execution of this for me was, I think one of the things that I didn't enjoy that I was reading about the stage version of it is that usually my criticism for an adaptation from stage to screen is that they don't often take advantage enough of the, the lack of constraints, right? Where Boys in the Band or something like that, where they filmed the entire thing essentially in one apartment because we that that's what the stage play took place in but this one because i just didn't feel like i guess a lot of it has to do with the financial dichotomy between the two families and to me it didn't seem as bad even yeah. though it, i get it julian is single parent and has to do all this stuff but it just didn't visually enhance the situation and it felt like it was like okay it's fine, you know i don't he has a house a roof over his head and like all this stuff like what's going on here and i i guess the stage play probably does a by having it constrained to just the two family homes, you know you see the difference yeah. in the, the the sort of social strata and economic strata. Yeah, I, I fucking hated it. I hated wow, it yeah. so much. I hated his hair, and I know that's <laughs> such a superficial thing. I hated yeah. that he's basically thirty, and they're all. <laughs> I know. You know, I hated the the influencer y moment. And I bet you that, I I'm sure that's that. part of the. I okay. hated that. Yeah. I'm sure that could have been powerful on stage if you got a chorus singing and all sure. that stuff. But to have it translated to screen and be two dimensional was just so.
2: Yeah. Bland. I like the song fine. But yeah, that yeah the one.
0: song was fine. But the moment the, I was like, the,
2: I also liked, I don't, I mean, I'm sure other musicals that I'm familiar with are actually like this as well in ways that I don't think about. But I kind of liked how every song was mm-hmm. not being sung in the movie like they're singing it but it's when he's giving his when he's up there and he sings his big song and it goes viral he wasn't singing a song he was giving a speech we were hearing it as a song yeah and i kind of liked that in a weird way because sometimes like my sister who i mentioned like doesn't love musicals she's had her moments with certain ones but in general she's not a super big musical person at all and she just can't get past my mom's the same way the same the cheesiness or the hokiness of like let's break out into song and blah 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 mm-hmm. And I, I thought that this was interesting in that it was doing that, but really while watching it, you are like, but they're not really sticking to each other. They're talking to each other. We're just seeing it as an expression, even though it doesn't, yeah. you're still watching it happen. But I don't know if I've seen another one like that. Have you? I, it just like was something that uh, I was noticing a lot.
0: Nothing comes to mind, but I also don't want to associate this with any other musical that I. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I
2: yeah I don't know I was just it's like i actually I really thing. did
0: not expect you to like this. I thought you yeah. were gonna be in team. This is absolute trash
2: if we if we've we've gone back this is the first episode, new Mutants. yeah That's what this yeah. Is. this
0: this no, I liked new mutants so much more than I liked really? this, Wow. oh yeah, okay, yeah, oh my god, yes, absolutely this was it, so just i don't know manipulative but in an indelicate way, and i i could not I could not stand this,
2: yeah, I'll give you that i I do think that. Even though it was working on me, I was being manipulated emotionally. I do think it was emotionally manipulative for sure. There were definitely beats that were very, okay, like you're just hoping that everyone's going to be sobbing. Like that's the point of this, you know?
0: I guess maybe I should consider myself lucky enough that I was not able to relate exactly to the way in which some of the characters dealt with their trauma because I was just like, what parents would, and sorry to spoil this for you, Jackie, but I don't think you're going to see, no, not going I'm probably going to watch it, but it's okay. I don't mind. You know, somebody commits suicide in it and and the parents see a note and it's not from the kid, but they assume it as such. And they just put so much into this and they just, I, I don't know, the way that they, everyone spirals in a way that I find so, well, not everyone, but some of the ways some of the characters spiral, I find so unbelievable. And again, maybe this is just because I'm lucky enough not to have dealt with grief or trauma is specifically in that way. And so I don't understand it on that level, but it just felt so hyperbolic. And that I was yeah. like, would would anybody behave this way? I don't know if I can buy it. Yeah, it's hard I to say. Know.
2: I think mainly the Amy Adams characters.
0: Yeah, yeah, mainly the Amy Adams character. Right. And yeah. So
2: for me, the storyline there in that family, it it wasn't a complete, oh, this is this is my life. But you know, I've had a tumultuous relationship with a brother of mine for years and mm-hmm. Some things that the sister was saying, like, you know, my brother's not suicidal or anything, but some things that the sister would say, but like, well, what about the times when he was trying to punch through my wall? And yeah, this is, me? Th-
0: that storyline like I got, that. that I did get, yeah.
2: And in that family, I was relating to the idea because my tumultuous relationship with my brother has bled into a relationship with my parents at times in my life mm-hmm. where the fight has extended because I haven't felt like, I ah, you had my back or you don't care about my got emotions it. here, right? Yeah. And so I think I was looking at that and kind of seeing that, Obviously, yeah, it might be a little bit or somewhat hyperbolic, but I think Amy Adams' character reminded me not like of my mother, but of uh, just this mom who is couldn't accept that her son was this very very disturbed person mm-hmm. who was a very who ended up his his issues ended up manifesting in very ugly ways to where he mm-hmm. was mean to other people, yeah, and with and in her not being able to accept that because it's her son and she loves him and she's like just wanting she's living in a fantasy world and she's like yeah you know, she's yoga she's, delusional. The rich, she, she's, mom, delusional. she's yeah. delusional yeah and so when she found this one thing that she could grasp onto as holy crap it seems he had a friend and oh my god he was actually opening up to somebody i guess i got i i i, I could believe the sentiment of kind of like so now i'm grasping onto this and I just want to see what information I can get because she's trying to keep a positive memory of her son alive after he's now committed suicide and she's in the shock of him being dead and all this and it's like I, I don't know I can't speak to how I would react either and it's certainly not necessarily something that I would expect would be someone's just direct reaction to it but I guess I could like see a world where something similar would happen but you know
0: yeah I mean the, the way you phrase that I'll, I'll give you that but the movie did not earn that on its own is what I would say about that.
2: Yeah, I can I can respect that. I don't know.
0: Yeah,
2: I would huh. recommend it. I just
0: I, I would, would I would say it. I would say nobody ever should. Watch
2: you it. say, <laughs> say so stay so far away.
0: Stay so far yeah. away.
2: And I will say though with the the Ben Platt comment because I agree that it's like oh, they, they always do this and whatever. I, yeah. I like that he originated on Broadway and gets to I know. And I thought he did a really good job. Honestly, he I thought he was. There were some scenes where he was crying and breaking down, and his. Discomfort was making me uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, I like, I really like. I thought he did a good. Yeah. But okay, come on. Why? Why do we cast these old people? But it's a tale as old as time. It goes back to Mean Girls. It's like, gosh, twenty six years old Rachel McAdams playing Regina George. It's like, why? Why? Why do you do that? I love her. Don't want to change it. But why?
0: Well, I mean, this was the thing for me. Is is I I I'm not inherently opposed to a twenty seven year old playing a seventeen year old, but the way and I guess it's his real hair, but. Looking at the photos from the stage play, he doesn't have this terrible haircut. It's a terrible haircut. Yeah, no, and it's I get that they're trying to emphasize that he's uh, maybe doesn't fit in and isn't fitting into the cool, fashionable norms and things like that. But I just... It was so bad. It would just it, the fact that it looks like a wig, and the worst of wigs was so distracting from the yeah. entire thing that it made it so I didn't. Maybe that was a, it was a clever move, and that I couldn't focus on anything else but this mop on his head. Yeah, even if it's his natural hair, you can style it differently. And I'm not saying you can't have curly hair, but just come no. on.
2: No, I agreed. His hair, his hair was was very, very terrible. And and I also, you know, not to focus too much on the looks of it all, but. He, I was kind of uncomfortable with how thin he was, and I know he lost weight to for the role because I think that I remember him, I I saw him talking. Yeah, yeah, about he that, said he said that
0: he did that. Yeah,
2: and to you know look younger and all these different things, and like smaller and just kind of all these things. But it, it, I was kind of oh, but I know who you are, and I know you're not that skinny. He's not 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 skinny, but he's like this was like too thick. I felt yeah, <laughs> it was a
0: yeah. I I I think it would have almost been better if he had been a, a had more pounds on him honestly
2: i I, I think so too
0: yeah the one thing i will give him credit for horrible hair aside
2: is
0: (laughs) uh, we've talked about previously i think we talked about with cinderella where it's like okay if you're casting this person because they can sing can they act close up and i do think he can act close up so that's to his benefit but then that's where i had the problem with everybody else because i was like okay you've got all these like people who are mostly known for acting which is fine but then you also have them singing there are people out there who can do both why did you not Amy Adams? Fine, yeah. But uh, the rest, why Amy and Ben can
2: stay for me for that. Amy and that Ben
0: way. can stay. Amanda even could stay. She was fine. I think she was doing the best which she had. But the others, I was
2: just. Like, oh. I was happy that Julianne Moore's song at least wasn't some big like. I mean, she had a moment, a couple moments where she was trying to belt out a little bit. That was like, Holy, oh my god. But yeah. for the most part, it was just kind of a quiet talky type thing that I was like, OK, I can accept this until she started like singing. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. Yeah. But I was happy that she wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, I, I'm i I'm an unpopular person who loves the Lamez Miz film. I don't love the Russell Crowness of it, but at least we had to sit through two songs of her being like Russell Crowe and Lamez, you know, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I, I'll take that. But yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know. There are people who can do both and it's just about finding them. And why not? If you're going to cast, I don't know if maybe none of them want to do it, but I know you want star power here, but if you're going to cast the original guy who originated the role on Broadway, did you reach out to any of them? Oh, well, clearly not. I'm you know, pretty that, sure. Yeah, well, is, I know. That's, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. It's they're like, they're you can have like, Ben Platt because he's you also crossed over.
0: He did his Netflix show, like all that stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. but Totally. Yeah. No, I think, I think for sure that's part of it. Yeah. Question though. Do you like Perks of Being a Wallflower? I haven't seen it. Okay. I love it. Is it a musical? No, no, no. But it's the same director. (laughs) Same director, high school angst, depression, darkness, things like that. So I I got the vibe. The story's not his in in either of these cases. So it's not to say he's like, you know, making these stories up. But when I learned he was the director, I was like, okay, I got the vibe that this is, I get why you were attracted to this project. But I was just curious because that's a movie that I actually saw that with Jackie Mox. And I remember going into it. I just thought it looked so awful and just like weirdly self-important like the stupid like oh teenagers who just think they're so smart and important and whatever and like I was hearing good things we went to see it and I I really liked it it's very dark and it's a hard watch in in ways but it I really liked it and then this kind of gave me some vibes in the style he was going with and maybe that's a bad thing for you but I think that that was a good thing for me.
0: did you see wonder yeah yeah because that's that I that is the only film of his aside from well, I mean, okay, he, he—he was the screenwriter for Rent. I, that's not his. He doesn't get any credit for Rent. He was the screenwriter for Beauty and the Beast, which I have so many problems with. But so the only other thing of his that I've seen is Wonder. That he is more heavily in directing and writing. And I just I, that—that's another feel like clearly he. I clearly he's working through some sort of trauma. I mean, yeah, well,
2: I was going to yeah, say these that these are all that like feel one, good. Yeah, I didn't love that movie, like, and I will say that the uh, that one, the first thing that comes to mind is emotional manipulation. So. Yeah. I will say, I mean, and, and, and Perks being a wallflower, uh, Jackie, correct me if you think I'm wrong here too, but I, I think that there's definite beats in that that are very emotionally manipulative as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. But it, I mean,
2: I, uh, it worked But I me. still love it. I it. Yeah. The, thing, the good yeah, news well, is I love a depressing thing that makes me cry. So for me, the emotional manipulation, usually I'm going to be okay with it if I'm going to be crying. <laughs> so I, we're good. <laughs>
0: All right, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 fair. You
0: know? Jackie, did either of us sway you one way or another? You're still gonna I was like,
2: her. now we need Jackie to come back and tie yeah, break. Yeah, now we need like you to tie week. break. We need her yeah. to watch and say, here's just my real quick two-minute, here's what I thought. I'm very likely to like this, so
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's, right. It sounds like something. I, I, I
2: have a prediction for Jackie. Okay. I think Jackie would vibe with the story in the way I did, at least in a way. I think I think that she would like the story well enough. I think that things to do with the story – and the, uh, I guess the structure of the build of tension, I think will make Jackie uncomfortable, though. Like, I think okay. she will have secondhand discomfort for a lot of this movie, because she suffers from that.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. I will you agree do with suffer that. From that.
2: Oh, I think that you will, because I was uncomfortable in a lot of it. And I was okay with it, but I was uncomfortable, and I think you'll have secondhand, like, yes, oh, my God. My reaction to do that A lot of bad decision-making.
0: Rage. Just rage at the decisions. <laughs> yeah.
2: Really bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> so, with heavy or large uh, outcomes that are going to transpire from a decision kind of thing, I think that you'll be like, please don't do that. Please don't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But we'll see. Well, maybe we'll see. We don't know.
0: Yeah. Wow. This made no money.
2: Oh, did it like totally flop?
0: Yeah, it really flopped. Yeah. I it, haven't really uh, been
2: hearing much about it, which means I'm sure people aren't liking it. Because like, kind of like foundation, it's like if, if people were loving it or, well... or something.
0: I mean, so all the feedback I heard about it was from fellow critics, and for the most part, it is getting aggressively panned. Okay. Yeah. But if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, which not the best indicator of anything, both critics and uh, audience-wise, it's got a, a very disproportionate score. It's a 33% rotten for critics and 90% approval from the audience. So, oh,
2: that's crazy. Yeah. Because that's a high approval in general.
0: Agreed. For like a really wonderful film.
2: So it's like that's... Uh, that's interesting. Maybe people that are massive theater fan or fans of the theater production are maybe going to its defense and and ex- overtime or something like that. You know?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm also. Try- I'm wondering. It doesn't tell you the numbers, but how many?
2: How many it is? Yeah. Yeah. So it could be like ten people who all said it was good.
0: Yeah, it's more than ten. I'll give it that. There's a wow, and all of them are coming in in the last few hours. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, I guess they're da- anyway. I hated it so much. <laughs>
2: I I
0: want I want Jamie to tie-break too. I want I want Jamie's uh, thoughts on
2: it. I mean, I might be able to make her someday watch it. I mean, I'll tell you, yeah. one of my crowning achievements, I mean, I've made her watch a fair amount of musicals. Like, she's a, a, sadly related to someone who loves a musical. And uh, uh, she's had to watch some stuff. I mean, like, I I also, Fan of the Opera is my favorite stage show, and I was very, very excited oh, for it. God, that. man. Yeah. And I was very excited for that film. And I actually still like the film, even though I know it's not. I know. Ugh, I know.
0: Both of these but choices are I forced fun. her to watch yeah.
2: that. I forced Ugh. her to watch Les Miserables, the movie when it came out. And I, much to my pleasure, it is now one of, I think, maybe three films where what was happening to the humans made her actually cry. She came out of that movie Ugh. Red and Puffy. And I was so proud. She does. She cries for animals and stuff like that. Yeah. But like people dying, doing this and that, being sad. She's like, whatever. It's only it's like that. And it was like Jack in Titanic. <laughs> she cried for. And I, I feel like there's probably a third, but I can't Can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, it's very, very not not frequent. So I was very happy. Yeah. She cried in Les Mis, even with Russell Crowe. All right. So well. maybe I'll get her to watch it. We'll, not, we'll see.
0: Yeah. I hope you don't <laughs> for her sake. <laughs>
2: Well, For you my suggested sake, it. I was like, "You suggested I know,
0: it." I know, I know. That's because well, I know because I'm pr- I'm not. No, let's make her do it. Let's see if we can get her to do I was it. Because
2: like, you know she'll probably be on your team about it. So.
0: I know that's why I was like, "Yep, that's how we're doing it." I'm going to gamble on this. Yeah. Um, and if I'm, I'm wrong, a, I should. Just I'm going to try to
2: recruit Jackie to my army, and you can try to Ugh. recruit Jamie. You know?
0: Yep, yep. We'll need a fifth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll agree to disagree, and thank you both thank you. Thank you as per usual to Jackie and Matt and now a couple of follow up points. So in terms of voice acting we have to give credit Chris Pratt not only was a voice in the Lego movies but he also starred in Onward the Pixar film and at some point he was a voice in Ben 10 and one episode of a Batman animated TV series. So he has proven that he can do some voice acting but I still don't see the Mario thing and yes just to triple confirm it's just a Mario animated film it's not a Mario Kart animated film and then as for foundation yes it does follow a universe in which human have colonized the galaxies, so that's presumably why we only see limited variation so far in the way people look. And then for Dear Evan Hansen, Danny Pino plays the stepdad, and I know him as Detective Nick Amaro from Law & Order SVU, but I could not find out if it's actually him singing, but he does not appear to have any credited history of singing roles. This doesn't mean that he can't sing necessarily, or at least according to me, I don't think he can sing very well. But either way, he does not come from a, a traditional stage background as far as we can tell. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.